0: Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast.
1: Memphis, Boy, Memphis, 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 Woo! Memphis, <laughs> Memphis, <laughs> Memphis, 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 Nothing but Memphis! hey no, where we go, it's Memphis. Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that
0: fire in my eyes no more, that game right there was for him, that's what I do, I prove people wrong each and every night,
1: and that's for him right there. hey this is Tom Israel at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz, 901. What's up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901, presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we have one of our Grizz lead guys, Jesse Elsie, joining us on the show today. What's up, man? Uh,
0: Not much, not much.
1: Ready. uh, We've had two off days. It's been the longest day without
0: Grizz basketball since the season started, so I'm uh, looking forward to watch us play the Kings tonight,
1: hopefully get a win. Well, you know who else has had some off time is the Kings. They haven't played till s- since Sunday. That's it's crazy. Sunday.
0: That's like crazy. That, I Yeah. And they, that's weird. Yeah. I'm not really worried a ton about the Kings. De'Aaron Fox is going crazy. He's averaging over 30 uh, so far through the year, but their, their defense is just not great at all. They're I think 20th in defensive efficiency this uh, so far this year. And, uh, they don't really have any guys that I'm afraid of, uh, one-on-one matchup-wise. I think we win all of the matchups except for the Sabonis matchup. So, as far as starters go, I'm not too concerned. We should play well, but you know, early in the year, you never know what anybody's doing. And Keegan Murray just started playing. I think last game, and he, you know, yeah. I he was my favorite out of the draft. So, A
1: yes. Worried. Yeah. So yeah, Keegan Murray's now played two games and he's, uh, and he was out for COVID you know, protocols. And so if anybody's wondering exactly why he would miss the first game of the season, they've only played three um, so far, but he was out just make, it was just COVID stuff. He had had it before coming into the game. It just was not able to pass the protocols, uh, but he's played two games this season and I do like him as well. He's one of the guys that um, really stuck out to me, especially when he was in, you know, played at Iowa, um, he was a guy who could, you know, get buckets, but it just seemed like there was something missing. And so I'm curious to see how he plays. Uh, I think he's been a very good player for them so far in the two games. He scored 19 and 16 points, uh, which was which has been big. Uh, yeah. But mainly, like he's he's doing a little bit of everything. He's you know trying to get rebounds and assists and stuff like that. So uh, he's doing a little bit of everything for them. So anybody else on that uh, team that you like? I really like Sabonis. Uh, I think he's got a ton of talent.
0: The way he rebounds and he's probably a top the top three uh, is a a little bit of a stretch but probably top five passing big man in the league. Um, So what he can do from the post uh, whether it's the low post or the high post um, not just attacking but even passing the ball is kind of underrated I think but he's he has the potential to go off for a bunch um he likes to rebound kind of and he's a big body bigger than uh most of the other bigs in the nba right now so him and steve-o
1: should have quite the battle on the boards yeah he's uh he's obviously done a very good job his first game was horrible talking about sabonis here uh and then he picked up you know the the second game against the clippers um you know he's going against zubach who's a very good rebounder he had 10 rebounds and then against Golden State, which is more of his flow. And that's what I'm going to kind of look at is uh, more of his flow of uh, probably the the opposing team's defender. He's going against guys like, you know, Kevon Looney and James Wiseman, who aren't, you know, they're, they're good rebounders. And obviously, Kevon Looney just showed out during the Grizzlies game uh, in the playoffs. But that's not normally who that player is. But he had 14 rebounds against them. So he's actually you know, so he's he's gearing up. You can probably, you know, correlate that to gearing up, getting better, but mainly it's you know having a better game against the the style of defense that he likes. And I think the Grizzlies are kind of like that outside of Steven Adams. So let's go ahead and get into uh, a little bit about the the game. And you know, obviously we're talking about our predictions and stuff, but um, is there a matchup within the matchup that you that you're dying to see just visually like for you? This is your jam. Like, give me those two guys. I'm watching anytime they're on the court. Those are the two guys I'm looking at.
0: Yeah, uh, I think the easy answer, but the obvious answer is the Deer and Fox John Morant yeah. matchup. They're, you know, two of the most electric players in the NBA, definitely at the guard spot. They're incredibly fun to watch. And like, uh, like I said, they're both averaging over 30 points so far through the year. Um, so they're, you know, their shots are falling, which is going to make it really, really fun to see. And I love watching... um pick and roll in the NBA. Um, mm. I just I think that's really fun when you watch somebody that's kind of mastered the art of the pick and roll. Like uh, uh, I know Chris Paul's got it kind of mastered and he is always fun to watch in a pick and roll, but I think John Morant and Steven Adams are, they're finally hitting their stride and they've, they've hit their groove. And then I think, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis can kind of hit their groove as a uh, pick and rolls. So kind of watching how they switch or drop or hedge all those, uh, off the pick and rolls is going to be really, really interesting to see and to see who can, uh, you know, get the last punch. But I do think it'll be kind of a, a knockdown drag out where everybody's going to be going for the rim and whoever can
1: get the last shot will win. Yeah, the, the, those two, that, that is the obvious choice, right? And that, those are the two that when they're on the court, they have all defenders, their eyes are on them, the coaches – the fans, everybody, everybody's watching those two dudes because they're absolutely electric, and I, and I agree with that. Uh, I want to get into some other matchups, and uh, we, obviously I hit on it a second ago, but I love Steven Adams. Um, Sabonis is there as well. Uh, those two guys really know how to, to rebound, yeah. and that's really you know the, the two main things that they do best is they're rebounding, uh, making sure they get the ball out. Uh, they're both very good passers, uh, which is, which is great to see from the big man position. Uh, but I think that's something to look at. Uh, you know, Sacramento is Oh, and three, and they're going to look to be a very, like they're going to try to come out right. And, and look good. But yeah. something, I, something else I'm watching outside of just the two players I'm watching is the, the game, both teams score under 30 points in the first quarter so far on average this year. Okay. Small sample size, right? Once right. One's four games, one's three games, but uh Coming off of the biggest rest the Grizzlies have had, okay, and that's two days, it is with travel out to the West Coast, so that's a little caveat, which could be jet lag in a sense. Um, And so I look at the Sacramento Kings team, okay? They're 0-3 back against the wall. They have to come out and look good, but they've also been off since Sunday. Like, that screams the first quarter is going to be ugly. What say you?
0: Yeah, I, I do think, you know, it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment period. You know, the first five minutes, will, first five, six minutes of the game will be bad misses, some lapses defensively, and just uh, some silly errors just because they haven't been playing in a while. I think that is definitely there. Um, but I think, you know, there's there's some uh, experience on the King side with Harrison Barnes. I think he's probably going to have a pretty big first quarter Um as long as Dylan Brooks doesn't, you know, rattle him as Dylan Brooks, you know, can do. But I think Harrison Barnes will probably be the solid uh main, uh, like st- mainstay of their offense for the first quarter while everybody's getting their feet
1: back under them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um And I think that this game um, and I'll go ahead and give one of our bets that we have Ryan and I, if you don't follow us, we are, uh, we're, we do the main. The, he is my main co-host. He's my he's my main chick, uh, not my side chick, uh, like Nathan is, or my second to side chick, like you might be, uh, Jesse. But um, Ryan and I do a lot of Grizzly stuff, and we put out the the Grizzly Player Watch. So make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm going to give one of my plays uh, throughout this show, but uh, we have we already have two plays on the actual game so far, uh, and the first one that we have is the first quarter for the Grizzlies to win by a point or more. And that's the first quarter, win by a point or more. You can find it, I know, at BetMGM, where we've been at, um, and it is minus 120. So if you're a betting person, um, go ahead. They have The Kings have not won a first quarter this entire season. Okay, So they've lost by more than one. I feel good against this because the Grizzlies try to get off to a hot start. They obviously don't always get out to a hot start. But I think they have – a little bit more rest than they've had. I think they're coming off a really good win. I think they're going against the Kings team who obviously is struggling, uh, but the Kings give up a lot of points in the first first quarter. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to touch the over or the under on that. Ryan has other thoughts. Ryan is all on the under. So if you want to follow Ryan, uh, go ahead. He's, uh, he's all in. He went under on the first half and under an entire game. I'm not touching that because both teams scare me. But we expect uh, there to be more points in the second half as well uh, than the first half. So if that's something you like, that those it's just too juicy for us to touch those odds. But uh, but yeah, that's one of our official plays. It's going to be on the uh, the first quarter. uh, The Grizzlies, but to win by you know one or more points. Uh, But how do you see this matchup just kind of playing out in general, like the entire game? Give it to me. Like how does this you know how these matchups work out?
0: I think, it, I think it's close for, you know, a majority of the game. I think, you know, you might see somebody pop out early in the first quarter, take an early lead. But like you said earlier, like the Kings haven't won a game yet. They're at home and they're, you know, getting a little desperate. So they're going to be trying to win one. They've – and it's got to happen at some point. No team's going 0-82. So <laughs> right. uh, so I'm, I'm worried it might be a little bit of a, a trap game. We've got a couple of days off, but it's mm. our first big road trip. Um, we're playing a team that just like um, – I'll call it what it is. They're not as good as any of the other teams we've played um, yeah. so far this year. So I think it's a little – they might, you know, look past them and they could get hurt there. So I, I don't expect uh, a big discrepancy in the score um, for a majority of the game. And I, I ultimately – you know, the homer in me says we're going to win, but I really wouldn't be surprised if we drop it and it's, you know, an eight-point game and we lose just because we're looking wow. past –
1: Really, so, okay, so I see it completely different. Um, the grizzlies are they're young, right? And yeah. you could attribute that to uh, a team that looks past people, maybe, but I, I think that they have so much swag to them that they are kind of killers too. And that's really what comes up comes to mind is um, looking at our best player. When yeah. he is healthy, when he is motivated, to which I don't know why he wouldn't be going against the Aaron Fox, who's pretty much been a Grizz killer in the past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, and and that's another piece of it is, you know, Fox loves to run off and score 35 against the Grizzlies. Right. Um, But, you know, I, I wouldn't like, I do think we'll win, but I'm not, it's not a lock for me. I think we could drop it. Um,
1: Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand there. So, but, but you're on the other side of the fence. so Yeah, I'm completely on the other side. And looking at the you know De'Aaron Fox stuff, he is the Grizz killer. But last season, he scored 12 points in each of the two matchups that he played. Um, and I believe there was another matchup or two. I can't remember how many they played. But in the other matchups, he did not play. So uh, just looking at the two matchups, he only had 12 points. So, yes, he might be a Grizz killer of the past. But what is he now? Right. Have the Grizzlies kind of caught up to him? Um, so I've already – I've already put my money on this, and I think it's Grizzlies minus three. Um, I played that this morning, and so that's our other official play. We're going to go Grizzlies three. Uh, But if you want to dabble a little bit and have some fun, uh, my real predictions, I think this game is definitely going to be ugly in the first half. And I think you're going to see the Grizzlies come out in the third quarter and really show dominance. And I think they're going to get up by double digits, and I think the game's going to be – you know, within five or six, you know, going into the fourth quarter, they make a comeback. You're gonna see maybe teams get even. But I think in the end, after Jock comes in around the eight minute mark in the fourth quarter, you're gonna start seeing the Grizzlies really separate uh, from the from the eight all the way down to the four minute mark uh, left in the game. And I really think that the Grizzlies win by ten or more points. And I, I just I think that this team has that killer mentality in them. And yet, I would say, yes, you can look past the Kings, but you have the Jazz, and you could say, like, oh, it's the Jazz, like they're not any good. The Jazz are good. Jazz like, are really good. Like, like it's weird. Good. And you know what's funny about that is the the Jazz remind me such of the Grizzlies, yep. this Jazz team currently, because they're not supposed to be great. They're not supposed to be good at all. And you know what? Playoff-wise, the Jazz are probably just not a good playoff team. They're probably, if they were to stay together, which we know Danny Ainge is not going oh, to yeah, allow that. No, he's going <laughs> to change the entire team by the end of next year. So, Exactly. Well, no, not even, dude, it's happening in February. No later than February, uh, you're going to see this whole team kind of broken up. Um, and they'll probably, honestly, they'll probably bring in uh, Russell Westbrook. And take everything they can, and then just say, "Hey, buddy, you're not playing. Sorry, we're gonna play anybody else but you." Yeah, um, yeah. But but yeah, yeah, no. I see. I see this game being a uh, a ten plus point win. Um, I think that they have a really good chance to uh, be a statement game, um, and it's not because it's the Kings. I think it's because why the Grizzlies, who I think are really good. Are only favored three points. And I think that's – I think it's a weird number. And usually when it's weird, I stay away. Uh, but but I, I believe in John. I believe in uh, Bain, who is a really good matchup here. And he's my, you know, my biggest matchup player uh, coming to this game. I think he really can go off again. Uh, but, yeah, I, I see this being a really good game from them. I think that their matchup is, is really good here uh, compared to maybe in the past when they have maybe overlooked them. I don't think this Kings team is overlooked anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm also a little concerned about the legs if, uh, Contra doesn't play. We've got already Zaire's out. We don't have Jaren. So we're just kind of thin. Um, at the, we're just kind of thin is what I was a little bit worried about. And we've had guys been playing you know, 35, 40 minutes. Well, I guess more closer. It's been closer to 35, but early on, you know, your legs aren't completely under you. You're still getting adjusted to playing a full season. And I don't know. That, that's what's got me a little, uh, concerned yeah no I,
1: I agree completely like I'm not saying I'm not scared yeah <laughs> okay I yeah. am scared uh, the NBA but at I, this point, you know you really can't look past
0: anybody like at the beginning of the year you'd think oh yeah the jazz that's that's a win that's yeah two wins that we've got under our belt but jazz are good marketing is a killer so yeah you really can't like there's a bunch of parody in the league so
1: yeah no, I agree. All right, so you're you're calling. Let's just make sure we're clear. So you're saying you could see this being a Kings win. Would you say I, Kings yeah, win? Yeah, I, I can see it. Predicting it? No, 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 no. Not predicting, but wouldn't God. be surprised. All right, so you predict a Grizzlies win, not surprised if the Kings win. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do a Grizzlies win, not surprised if it's a 10 or more point win. All right, okay. we'll go on those. Uh, let's get into something you just talked about with the uh, the injuries. Ah, uh, Grizzlies injuries. You have you know Zaire Williams out four to six weeks. Um, it has been said that it's patellar tendinitis uh, from the Grizzlies PR. Uh, What's say on you? Are you is that scary? Because that you know, young player, patellar tendinitis. guy. Tendonitis, but, yeah. no, I'm I'm not worried.
0: He's a young guy. Um, they they bounce back quick. Um, not not too <laughs> too worried. Um, you know it could. He, I don't think Zaire's got an injury history, so I'm really not concerned about it um, at all. You know, if, you know, Jaron gets a setback, I'm, I'm concerned. Um, Right. But, but with Zaire, I think it's just a a little freak thing. He's out for a couple of weeks. Just, I I think he'll be fine. I, I would love to have him because he made some big strides in the off season. We saw it in the summer league. He was looking a lot more confident in the preseason. Um, and I really was intrigued by what that could mean for our offense as a whole. Um, but I guess I'll have to wait four to six weeks to see how that works.
1: Yeah, so uh, the four to six weeks thing is what makes me feel better. And, I, and I'll explain why is because, yes, you can say like, this is the injury and you can go on your Google machine and fire it up and say, patellar tendonitis, how long were you hurt for? What What is somebody we look at? But when the Grizzlies they actually say four to six weeks. It means they're saying because he probably could play in two weeks, right? Maybe three, but we're saying four to six weeks for the simple fact that we want him to know in his camp, we want everybody to understand he is not going to play in the next month. For the simple fact that he's one of our young players. He's one of our core guys. We want to make sure that he is able to be healthy and the best possible version of himself when he gets back. Um, if it does go past the four weeks, it gets a little worrisome. Um, if it goes past the six weeks, I yeah. think we got some issues. Um, I think that's really what would scare me. But before then, I think we're good. Um, give me a prediction real quick. All right. I'm putting you on the spot. How long he's going to be out? Nope. Uh, nope. Not that. Who comes back first, Zaire or Jaron?
0: Oh, that's tough because oh man, the last one I was on, we were talking before the last pod I was on, and we were talking before, and we we're saying you know the time frame is about Thanksgiving, and that's about right. what this is given. I think you know, hopefully, oh gosh, I'm gonna say Zaire's back. Wow, I think I, like I think it. we're gonna take our time with Jaron, make sure he's fully ramped up, um, and we are real cautious with him. We should have put him in bubble wrap in the off season, but.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know if I have a full stance on this, but um, just so I can go opposite and uh, we can kind of have some beef, we'll go. I'll go Jaren on this. Uh, he keeps saying these cryptic messages of, oh. like, this guy is you know, or he's saying like, hey, I'm back soon, and then it's like sooner question mark, and then the I uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know what Jaren's got his sleeve, but I I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna ride with trips here. Okay, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm just All right, so the the other guy who just popped up on the uh, the injury list has been Zaire Williams. Not Zaire Williams. We just went over him. Sorry. It's been a, you know what? Last night it was my daughter's birthday. Shout out to Penelope. Uh, it was my daughter's birthday and literally it's been a busy busy day. It's been a busy week leading up to her her birthday, but uh, John Conchar. All right. So he is questionable with uh, shoulder soreness. Yeah. Yeah, I Is don't even know. Issue?
0: Yeah, I don't even know how that happens. Um he's questionable, so like he he could play. Um I'm imagining that he does play. Uh I, kind of in my head, I've got him playing. I, if he comes out, I don't think it'll be more be more than just like a game or two. Um but it's a it's a little little disappointing because he had played so well in the first couple of games. I don't want to say like I'm mad at him. I can't be mad at somebody getting hurt. <laughs> Um, but you know, he had shown a lot of, um, the same stuff that he was showing last year, just with an extended role. And he, he's doing the dirty work on the defensive end. He's grabbing rebounds like he always does. Um, but I think he just fit that starting unit when we didn't have Dylan Brooks so well, because he was willing to make the extra pass and he played within himself and played within his role in a really good way. Um, and I thought it was really nice to have that kind of consistent and defensive minded player that was willing to crash the boards with Steve O because he, as much as I love him, Steve O can't grab every rebound in the game. So right. you need somebody else to jump down there. And you know, Jaws running out in transition. So,
1: yeah. No, I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't think it scares me. I, questionable is weird though. Like, I don't know what's going on with his shoulder and his shoulder, you know, soreness. So you can't really get into too much of it, but it's just weird that it just popped up on there. These guys have gone through you know three games in four days, uh, most on the road. So it's a lot of issues. Uh, but I didn't see – is there anything that we saw out of that last game? Because I don't think I saw anything that came out of that that went against the Nets that really would stick out to show like, hey, yeah, he, um, he popped up. He didn't really play as much. He played 26 minutes, which is uh, six most on the team. Um, yeah. He played well. There's nothing weird that I see uh, on here. Um, Yeah. I mean, so anything you uh, saw, I didn't see him. I can't even remember him hitting
0: the deck or anything like that at all. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing that like is sticking out to me and I haven't seen anything on Twitter or anywhere else, like identifying something where he hurt himself. Um, but you know, it could have been just like in one of the weightlifting
1: sessions he lifted too much and you never know. Got that, got that jitty cling. Um, all right, I think we have actually found out the reason Jiddy is out. Uh, Ryan in the chat says uh, his shoulders are sore from carrying the team. Uh, shout out, Ryan. He's, uh, there's no telling what he's doing right now, but um, he's out here in the chat. So uh, speaking on that, if you are, uh, go to YouTube, uh, hit us up in the chat. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you got. Uh, but, yeah, we've, uh, we've tried to change up some things. Uh, because none of our statistics were tracking. So we have did away a little bit with the Twitter periscope stuff you can watch live because we can't actually see the chat. Uh, and so because I couldn't see it, I went to get away with it. I'm uh, Not get away, get away with it, get rid of it, uh, get away from it. And uh, so now we're trying to run everything through YouTube so we can actually see the chat and see people asking questions because I was told from uh, fans that they were asking questions, they were saying stuff, but we weren't responding and I had honestly no clue that any of that was happening. So, uh, that's why. And so if you are listening or watching somewhere else, come over to YouTube. Um, and if you're on the podcast, thank you. As always, uh, the podcast is back to booming as always. And so thank you all. Uh, I couldn't do it without you. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, give a little bit about our presenting sponsor and that's Zach Jaworski state farm, um, where they do treat you like family. They treat me like family. And so we're going to have to talk Jesse into going over and getting a quote. We're going to make him the guinea pig. We're going to go make him go undercover, ask for a quote, see what they can do for him. uh, And then he'll report back to us. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. See Uh, Beat my rate. Do they have a dog insurance? Maybe I see. I see you playing with a dog over there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She's uh,
0: trying to get some attention right now. So I'm just making her fetch and keeping her quiet.
1: That that works. Well, uh, go check out Zach Jaworski State Farm. If you need any insurance at all. Uh, whether it is, you know, it's not boating season, but you might want to make sure you uh, check out your boat stuff, uh, as well as your home, auto, any insurance purposes or any in- insurance uh, issues that you might need. Uh, go check them out. Uh, tell them the Grizz nine hundred one crew sent you. Call them at 901-459-4227. Uh, you can check them out on the web at com and at com. All right. So. Before we get into our last thing, uh, real quick, uh, let me go ahead and share our Grizzly player watch. Uh, my first one's going to be, uh, and this is the only one I have at the moment, I love the Steven Adams rebounds. I think he gets 10 rebounds. The number's 10 and a half. I'm going to stay away for the moment. I'm going to let it fall back to me a little bit. Uh, it's a 9 o'clock game out on the West Coast. We might see some you know, lowering of lines as we get closer. Uh, I don't know about 11, but 10 I, I do like. I think that Steven Adams is going to have a big game. Uh, One guy I do love is going to be Desmond Bain. I think he's going to go over 19 and a half points. Uh, They are, the Sacramento Kings are the worst against the shooting guard position points wise. Um, And then how does he get a lot of his points? Where did he just go off from? I think on the road, Desmond Bain, three pointers. They're the second worst at the three, allowing three pointers. So um, I could see him chunking up again um, and having, you know, eight, maybe nine attempts cashing in at least three, maybe four. Uh, And so I like his points because he has been getting to the rim even more. So that's going to be one of our uh, locks uh, for sure. That's going to be on the Grizzly player watches over 19 and a half. I got it at minus one Oh five at one point. Um, But the other guy, the other shooting guard, call him a two, call him a three. We have the Dylan Brooks Chronicles and we were literally two minutes for coming on the show. And you said, I have something I want to share I said, go ahead. Let's just talk about it now. But it's about an article. Jesse writes articles for Grizzly, and so he might be coming up with something like this. But let's talk a little bit about Dylan Brooks. Uh, go ahead and share your thoughts, and let's talk through it on the air. Yeah, I
0: uh, I think it's time for the Grizzlies to graduate from the Dylan Brooks chronic or the the Dylan Brooks experience. We've we've had it for a while, and I just you know there has been there was talk at the end of the year that they were going to speak with him and get him to understand his role that he's not number one or number two, or even really number three anymore. And I don't think that has gotten through to him. And, you know, he's only played a couple of games as, as has everybody, but you know, the one, the, yeah, the ball stagnates when, when it gets in his hands, it he's a black hole. It goes up or he turns it over. Um, he's, we just play offense differently. I'm not saying Dylan Brooks isn't a good basketball player. I just don't think he fits Taylor Jenkins' offense anymore. Um, okay. So I think it's time to start shopping him around, seeing what we can get for him. Even if we need, if we get more draft picks, or if we get expiring contracts, or take on a load, I just think for the good of the team, it might be better to move on from him. Okay. Well, and it's, I did it's hard to say, but because he's been our longstanding grizzly and he's yeah. the heart and soul of you know grit and grind now and everything
1: but I'm kind of tired of it. All right so I'm gonna disagree and agree. So let me uh let me explain myself real quick. First I'm disagree. He's not the not the heart and soul of the, the grit and grind, whatever whatever the grizzlies are doing, he's actually the opposite. Like I think he's just out there running around uh making noise and doing a lot of crazy stuff, which in the end translates to maybe being a pest on defense. Um, I'm going to back your thoughts real quick before you put me in the other spot of life that I didn't want to be in. And that is standing up for Dylan Brooks. So, um, this will be the first and last, I hope, um, Dylan Brooks was a, he was a plus seven in that game. It wasn't great. Everybody, everybody was plus high. Everybody else played every other. And he was the worst of the starters. Okay. I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying he was plus three. It wasn't great. Um, he was over five from three two of 13 from the floor just in general. Um, But I will ask the question, okay? So that's like, I agree with you. He wasn't good, okay? He was after the game getting up the shots as everybody saw in the videos. Uh, But the Grizzlies scored 134 points against a team who is legitimately considered to be a really good team in the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, They have two amazing superstars. Let me play the devil's advocate on the other side. I don't want to be in this position, but I have to. Desmond Bain has not played well this season until Dylan Brooks came back. So Dylan Brooks is back on the team, and then Desmond Bain goes off for thirty-eight points, goes ten of eleven from deep. Obviously, looks great. He was he was twelve of 20 uh, no, sorry, wrong person. Uh, he was eight of eleven from deep, fourteen of twenty-one overall. Okay, he Desmond Bain shows up now. It's magically, it's when Dylan Brooks comes back. I think there's correlation there because Desmond bain has been having to be our best defender on the perimeter since Dylan was gone. So yeah. if you're taking that away, what, what's happened? We're going to just uh, you know throw in the towel and Desmond Bain just takes a step back this year?
0: No. I, one, I don't, I don't think there's a correlation. I think Des was due. He had three bad games, and then he finally was able to pop off. But I mean, he he didn't score all 38 while Dylan Brooks was on the floor, so um, there there's a little I have a little pushback there. But I mean, I think when Zaire comes back, he's going to be taking on more responsibility guarding the good two guard on the team because he's bigger, um, a little bit more athletic, or at least he's got more intangibles. He's he's got a bigger wingspan, he's taller, he's a little bit mm-hmm. uh, quicker laterally. I think. That'll be taken off of him. And then Conchar is also was doing a good job. Well, I don't, he was, he he was doing, he was in front of Kevin Durant. Uh, He was in front of him. He was was, letting him go by, but he was in front of him. Really at the end of the day, when Kevin Durant is like that, that's all you can do is just hope and pray that he's not going to put it in your face the way he did. Um, But I, I mean, the defense, the effort was there from Conchar who was guarding the best defender um, when Bain was on the floor with him. So I have a little pushback there as well. Uh I just, I think Dylan Brooks hurts more than he helps.
1: Okay. Well, um, so I, I agree and I disagree. Like right now, Memphis has uh, next to the last most uh points per game allowed. Right. And so that our defense has been an issue yep. last year when we started the season, our defense was the issue. And so, um, I, I agree completely. Like, our defense has, has not been good, but I don't know if, I don't know what you do with a guy who really, I don't know what you're getting back for him. Like, yeah, is it best to just go head into the wall? We're going to figure this out with him. Obviously, they can trade him. And I know that. Like, we, yeah, I think most people would trade. agree to, I would, yeah. I would agree most people want to trade him, but what are you getting back for a, a Dylan Brooks right now? I don't, so I don't. You think, said pennies on the dollar,
0: and I, I would I, give. I would give him up for pennies I, on the dollar, but I think wow. even even if not, you know, he's an expiring contract, and that is a premium in the NBA because there's always somebody great coming out in the free agency. That if you've got, I don't, I don't even know how much Dylan Brooks is making. I think it's like 12 10. million this year. I think, yeah, I'll look. And, real quick. Keep going. Yeah, he's he's making you know 10 million dollars if you can trade for that, and then that frees up 10 million more dollars that that's the difference between somebody who's getting you know a max deal and somebody who's getting just 25 30 million a year yeah. so I think there's I think that is the ultimate value I don't think people are gonna be trading for Dylan Brooks they're gonna be trading for a ten million dollar expiring contract
1: hmm um, okay so he's making 11 four uh, which obviously is you know that's that's doable um, he is on the last year right so you're not really so there's nothing long term that matters, in my opinion, right. to a to, to this player. Like yep. long term, I worry nothing about it. Okay. But I'm I'm looking at the player this year, this season, and I don't I don't know if he's if it's the worst thing to have him, if they can figure out his role. But I, I I'm on your side saying that if for some reason he was to be an issue and not figure out his role in this team, then yes, you have to get off of Dylan Brooks. What you get back for him? pennies on the dollar is not what I want. Okay. Because you're already going to, you're, you're going to give up him at the end of the season for nothing. So pennies on the dollar means nothing to me because I don't, I want to only give up Dylan Brooks. If I can get something that interests me, whether it's a player like a a draft pick, that's really good. Whether it's a young player that has time to develop and moving out him is great. Um, I think that the, Best thing that if it did happen is if Dylan Brooks does leave for whoever, you bring in a guy like Zaire who can fill into his role and feel comfortable. And I like that. Uh, you give yeah. him more time. You give the rookies more time. But uh, to get somebody back, eleven let's say $11.5 million I think that's going to be – you could get a decent player. What you get back, I don't know. One guy I, I wish we could get, get is a guy like Jordan Clarkson. We're going to see him uh, going up uh, very soon right against the jazz he's been he's playing well he shoots the ball from deep well um he's not the biggest of guards and he's uh he has a contract with rich paul as his agent so that scares me in general but uh outside of rich paul being his agent i do think that a guy like jordan clarkson could be the the guy that you match up with a brandon clark a guy you match up with tyus jones spread the court a little bit and then you can throw in somebody like desmond bay and then you have two lethal shooters you have a guy that's going to roam the post a little bit and then you have a santi aldama you have john contra you have a little bit of something uh, i don't think that they're going to give him up but i think you could get dylan Brooks and maybe a pick to get jordan clarkson yeah. but it's weird because people would normally would have said dylan brooks is probably better than jordan clarkson but i, I don't know if i see that anymore
0: yeah no the uh the trade that I've seen, you know, in the last year that's most intrigued me was Cam Johnson because the Suns were shopping him last year, and they're making. I th- I think I saw that they were making about the same money. And Cam Jons- Johnson is younger, shoots the ball better, um, and can play within a system. You know, he's been coming off the bench um, a little bit for the Suns, or maybe his whole time he's come off the bench. But I think he would fit in rather well with the Grizzlies. I don't know if they're still looking to shop him, but I mean. I don't really know what the Suns' whole prerogative is this year because with yeah. the whole Richard or Robert Sarver stuff, and because um, they were shopping Jay Jay Crowder, I don't know what they're planning to do. Um, but if we could, you know, possibly flesh that out. But yeah, I mean, a deal to get a player back, or even, I mean, personally, I'm fine with just taking anything about. <laughs> Even if it's going to be, you know, the same thing like we've got with uh, Danny Green, who's going to ride the yeah. bench until February because he's hurt. Like, I'm fine just not having the black hole um, come in and play 30 yeah. minutes a night. Because I think yeah. defensively, like, we've talked about it. I think really the key to our defense is Jaron Jackson Jr. And until he gets back, I think defensively we're not going to be the best because the, the block Panther um, – was so good from the weak side, deterring um, mm-hmm. shots, um, that there's, there was an immense amount of value added when he's on the floor. So,
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. well, we'll see. The Dylan Brooks Chronicles lives on, and it will be, honestly, it'll be an ongoing thing throughout the year. Let's go to our last thing we have is our uh, game predictions for uh, the Jazz. Grizzlies take on the Jazz. It's a Saturday night game. Uh, on the 29th. Um, And so it's at eight o'clock, which is a little bit earlier. And I laugh at this because, and I think I talked about this in the last podcast, the fact that the Grizzlies are playing the jazz out on the West coast, in a sense, right? The the jazz are a West coast team considered um, at eight o'clock is laughable to me because usually these games are at nine or nine 30 because they want to grab that West coast viewing you know, and now it's funny because the Grizzlies are going out and they don't, and they, they're playing the Kings at nine. Okay. I get that. I understand. And that's probably going to work out schedule wise. I don't know who else. Uh, let me see who else is playing to uh, really uh, give my, my point. Uh, yeah. So NBA TV, uh, they had the heat and warriors matched up with the Grizzlies. Okay. And so that's, that's fine. Okay. That's yeah. a good game. The heat did not look good lately, honestly, um, until um, Damian Lillard got hurt last night. Uh, but, Then you talk about the Jazz having to play an early game, in a sense, and the Grizzlies, they're saying that, hey, the Jazz are not good. Let's go ahead and grab all the Memphis viewing that we can possibly get. Uh, And so it's it's funny that we're seeing that because 10 years ago, this never would have happened. I don't care how bad the Jazz are. 10 years ago, we're not having an 8 o'clock game out on the West Coast. We're just not. So uh, so props to the Memphis fans uh, and props to John Morant fans, Grizzlies fans, everything, uh, to really push the number and the viewing to get that at an 8 o'clock game. I love it because I can watch a game. Kids are just going to bed. I know you don't have that issue. Kids no. are just going to bed. I can turn on the TV uninterrupted for three hours. I go to bed by 11 o'clock. It's amazing. It's, it's, oh, yeah, it's that's- good stuff makes the following morning a whole lot better when you're not up until 12,
0: watching yes. the Grizzlies, um, yeah. whether they win or lose it's, it can be stressful nonetheless. So yeah, no, yeah, I'm super excited that we're getting earlier games out on the West coast because you know, Memphis fans want to watch it and aren't really wanting to stay up that late. So uh, it's exciting that we're, you know, being getting the relevance that we have kind of earned through the last year. So
1: a little relevance. I love it. All right, so the Grizzlies take on the Jazz in a uh, one day off back-to-back. They play them on a two-game kind of homestand for the Jazz. Um, the Jazz will play the Grizzlies, the host of Grizzlies, on Saturday at 8 o'clock, as I said, and then Monday on Halloween uh, at 8 o'clock as well. So um, let's go ahead and uh, let's encompass both games, right? We're going to have another show to talk about maybe what's happened in the first game. Uh, but you will probably not be on here at the the second game. So let's go ahead and compass both games. Uh, give me straight predictions from the top on both games, just overall, and then we'll kind of dig in a little bit of the matchup, and then we'll get out of here. We should win them both. Uh, wow. We, sh- oh. I- we,
0: should- we should win them both. We are better than the Jazz. The Jazz are playing great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Lowry Markin is a dog. He's averaging over 20. He's feasting and I love Colin Sexton ever since he was in high school on that AAU team and he told Penny that Jaden Hardaway was trash. I've Mm. been a huge fan of Colin Sexton (laughs) for just being a a monster. But we're better than they are so we should win. Um if we now if we beat the Kings, I think we drop a game against them. I don't think we're gonna have a perfect home uh perfect road stretch. I think we'll drop one. So We'll either trade here or go one and one with the Jazz, or we'll drop one to the Kings. Um, just that's kind of how I see it. But okay. if if you know we lose lose tomorrow or tonight, I think we win both uh, Saturday and Monday.
1: Nice. Okay, so uh, yeah, no, I like that. So you're you're predicting this road trip, uh, three game road trip. I do believe. Right. Let me make sure. It might be a four, but... four, game because you got the Trailblazers on uh, Wednesday. So um, yeah. yeah. So, we'll go just the three-game road trip. We'll go October. What's left of October. So, the Grizzlies are right now three and one. Yep. So, you would expect them to be... Six and two. I guess it, five, huh? and two. Five, five and two. Five and two, right? Yep. All right. So, five and two coming into November. That's your prediction? Yep. I'm actually on the same thing. Um, and I I didn't think I would be because, honestly, it's it's the Jazz and the Kings. Right. But... I think that the Grizzlies have a really good chance to play well against the Kings. And I've said that already. And so coming into the jazz, I think they're pesky enough and they're led by a guy like Mike Conley, who that's the type of, the type of team they are. And I was saying earlier, I don't think I ever proved my point uh, because that's normally what I do in life. But uh, Mike Conley has been on these type of teams where it's not great group of players, but he's, but he's a player, who kind of moves the ball does enough to, to really make winning plays. And I think that's the type of player Mike Conley is even at his age. And, you know, as he's aging, I still think he's that type of player. I hope he becomes a guy who can get moved uh, and play for a real contender. Um, even if he's moved to the Lakers, they're not a contender. Uh, maybe, maybe if they added Jordan Clarkson, in that trade, maybe that would help them, but I don't know what happens for that, but. Um, I think, I think I'm on board with you five and two going into November. Um, I think, I think they're going to win against the Kings and split against the Jazz. Um, and I think it'll be the the first game. I think they lose the first game against the Jazz. Yeah,
0: I, I can see that. And then just kind of being a wake up call for us after we get, you know, a, as you're predicting a statement win um, in Sacramento, um, we'll kind of get woken up a little bit when we play the Jazz the first and then I, and then, putting them back in their place on Monday, on Halloween. <laughs> I, I, can, I can see that playing out that way. And I do think, you know, we're talking just October, but for the whole road trip, I think we beat the Kings, or not the Kings, the Blazers. Um, Anthony Timons is good, but I don't think they have too much else going on that I'm concerned about, especially if Dame is hurt for an extended well, period of
1: time. Well, that's the thing with a calf. Um, Dame Dame's probably not coming back in a week, I would not imagine. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would think that Dame's going to be out. That helps the Grizzlies there. I think that road trip is a three and one. Uh, I don't think that Simons, even though he's looked unbelievable at times, I don't think Simons is going to be enough to put that team over the Grizzlies. But uh, looking at these matchups, uh, Laurie Markkinen obviously is going off, which has been uh, funny and crazy. And I, I talked to Ryan about this and Ryan said, uh, that's just what Laurie Markkinen does at the beginning of the season. And then he kind of goes away. Yeah. Uh, but it's weird that like he's putting up big rebounding numbers he's also scoring the ball which has been good um he he's kind of cooled off a little bit from three which has been big but is it mainly his size and so I'm looking at the Aldama matchup right Aldama against Laurie Markin I wouldn't say they're pretty much the same player I like Aldama in that position because he's a little bit taller and I think he's got more length to him and so I like Aldama guarding Laurie Markin and are we talking about the Aldama shutdown here Oh, I don't know.
0: But it's funny that you bring it up because, you know, that's what I was thinking just a couple of seconds ago is if you had told me a couple of weeks ago or before the season started that the first one of the matchups I'd be intrigued to see in October was Santi Aldama and Laurie Markkinen, I would (laughs) have laughed you out of the building. But here we are. And that's what I'm looking forward to is I think this is going to be a really good test for Aldama is to see how he plays against a guy who's pretty hot right now. and physically is pretty similar to him they both uh can shoot the ball um can rebound pretty well and are lengthy defenders i don't i i don't know that i would go to the point of saying that either of them are good defenders but they're lengthy defenders and they have the potential to be disruptive so
1: yeah i i agree with that um so they play mainly 10 guys um in the jazz and so they do it something similar to what the grizzlies you know are and what they you know pretty much run um, they don't play, you know, Rudy Gay as much, you know, he's, you know, 16. He's yeah. He's under 20 minutes a game as well as a Walker Kessler. Uh, and funny enough, like Colin Sexton, 10 minutes last game, which is, which is a little weird. I, I didn't expect that. And I'm, I'm looking at it now. He's only been at 15 minutes, 19 twice, and then 21. So he's taking a nose dive in his minutes. So I don't know if Colin Sexton is going to be as big of an issue has uh, he's been in the past, but Jordan Clarkson's been playing much better. Mike Conley is just Mr. Consistent. He's not going to do anything crazy. He's not going to. He's not going to really win the game for him, but he's going to put guys in position to be good. Uh, but Malik Beasley, who's been he, he's killed the Grizzlies oh, in the past, yeah. um, has has been playing well as well as Taylor, Horton Tucker has been playing well, um, and and so it's a little bit of everything. Kelly Olynyk is on his team. I had no idea until I started didn't looking didn't at. Nice. Yeah, it's just. It's crazy how many players they have. And it's funny that a lot of them I look at, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're good against the Grizzlies. They always play against, good against the Grizzlies, which scares me. And that's why I said we're definitely going to have a split because there's too many guys on this team that play well against the Grizzlies to not lose a game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a little, little revenge game from Rudy Gay, it, it could <laughs> happen. I'm not predicting it, but, again, I wouldn't be,
1: it wouldn't be out of left field for me. It could happen. I don't know what Rudy Gay would have revenge on this team. He, he would know nobody. <laughs> yeah, he he has no
0: interest or he has no connection to anybody on the team anymore. But it could happen. Yeah, it
1: could definitely happen. Uh, all right, that's all we have. So pre- we're both predicting a uh, a, a two and one uh, road trip for the most part, and then probably three and one total if you include uh, the full road trip with the uh, the Blazers. Um, and so we're going into November. Five and two. What kind of grade do you put that on? A, B, C, D?
0: I mean, all things considered, injuries that we've had, no Zaire. Only one experience with uh, Dylan Brooks so far. I'm, I'm giving it B, B+. Wow. B?
1: What, what could they have done better? Win. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Knowing that you only have to be, you know, twelve to uh, twelve to fifteen games over five hundred to make the playoffs, and they would already be up three. um, I feel great about that. I'm going to give them an A, uh, just a flat A. Uh, It's not an A plus, right? Because I think they could have won another one of those games. Uh, But the fact that they're they're now three and one, I say an A. But I I expect them to draw if they if they go two and two in this road trip. Obviously, that, that takes me down a full-letter grade on that, and I give them a B, but for the most part, an A right now. I think the team is playing well. Jazz has looked incredible. Uh, I'm going to dig into more of the uh, my player props if you're following along. Uh, we'll, you'll get them at, at the latest an hour before, uh, and the reason is is because the Grizzlies have had major injury concerns, um, and so Dylan Brooks has kind of slowed down any kind of player props. Um, and so, uh, now John Conchar's, you know, unquestionable. So he's slowing down the, um, the player props from even coming out, uh, even though he is a bench guy. So, uh, they'll keep coming out, but we're riding Desmond Bain tonight, uh, first quarter for sure. Uh, we're going to go Grizzlies, uh, to win by one or more points. Uh, and so we'll have more that's coming out, uh, on this. Uh, we expect the Grizzlies to win. Um, especially I do, I'm, I got them for, you know, three, uh, but one little betting advice, and I've done this, and I did this yesterday, and we did really well at it. Um, if you do want to bet, please obviously do it responsibly. Don't be stupid about it. Don't uh, don't don't put your house, you know, mortgage your house just so you can keep betting. Uh, but what I do like is live lines. Um, so if the Grizzlies, these team are, they're both going to go on their runs, okay, and it's going to be ugly at times. Look at the first quarter. Uh, the the lines will move drastically at times because this is a three point you might be able to catch both teams. If you really don't know who to pick, both teams are going to be favored at some point. And so you can take the other team for plus money. And so you can probably grab one for plus 132 and the other one for plus 123. And you bet on both of them, you know, you're going to make uh, some some dollars if you really want to do that. But uh, but you know the Grizzlies, you can catch them at plus money, even money or more uh, on the money line just to pick them to win at some point because I don't expect this game to not be close uh, throughout so just kind of pay attention to that all right jesse any articles or anything coming up from you or anything you want to give a shout out to or talk about before we get out of here
0: um not really there might be something coming out a little bit later about uh grizzly's offense with jaw shooting the three ball the way he has um but we'll see anything you've seen in this shot anything different his knees aren't knocking anymore that's yeah. uh one big thing but i'm just i'm excited because it's keeping the defenders more honest. You have to stretch out to the three-point line on him now, which makes it a whole lot easier for him to get to the rim if he gets a full lane and doesn't doesn't see four
1: shirts in the paint. So <sighs> Yeah, uh as long as he stays on both of his feet, that that yeah. really excites me. Uh it scares me when he's not because dude, it's just uh, yeah. Anytime yeah, he comes down, like God. High. he jumps so high, he's
0: fallen from a pretty high spot that, you know, it's a lot of damage on those knees and ankles, especially if you're landing
1: on just one. Yeah, um, I agree. All right. So a uh, little prediction on this. And so Ja has hit uh, in four games. He's hit three, five, zero and four Dallas. I don't say that counts because he wasn't really excited to be there. Everybody was tired, exhausted three games, four nights uh, last game back to back how many uh three points you think Ja has tonight versus the Sacramento Kings who give up the 11 most um and so they're only giving up 11.3 so it's decent they're giving up a good percentage so obviously they're not closing out uh but they're obviously when they do you know when they do shoot they're trying to allow a lot less than others but uh 11.3 isn't terrible but only allowing 11 a weird but uh what's say you on Ja you think he has two three three three, yeah. three-pointers tonight
0: I think it's, I mean, I really think two and a half is the number I'd avoid if I was betting on it. If I saw one and a half, I'm hitting over. If I saw three and a half, I'm probably hitting under. Um, two and a half, I'm probably not messing with because it's too close. So I think yeah. anywhere, I think two or three is pretty safe.
1: Yeah, it's at one and a half minus 160. I'm not touching it too much uh, juice on that bad boy, but yeah. um, no way. But yeah, uh, let's have a good night. Let's have a good game. Uh, I don't have anything else uh, for this. I think it's going to be a really good match up in general I think obviously you have De'Aaron Fox who is a phenomenal player uh you also have you know just Demonis Sabonis who I love personally as a player love watching him um and then some other guys that are on this team that can really uh fill it up dude it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun game Uh, I hope it gets off in the first quarter and just goes crazy um I expect it to be a little, you know, groggy and look a little weird and be in the mud in the first half. Uh, But second half should pick up uh, if the first half doesn't look good. Uh, But that's all we have. Let's go ahead and get all the dubs. I want all the dubs. Just give me everything. Let's just go 81 and 1. Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's just go. Close it out. All right, that's all we got. Be nice. Tell your friends.